Welcome to FisherCast, a Six Feet Under retrospective. I'm your funeral director, Robin, and I'm joined by my Six Feet Undertakers. Moira. And Des. And, of course, we are joined this week for our second episode of the fourth season, In Case of Rapture, uh, by Brad. What do you say, Brad? I say, hello! <laughs> hello, Brad! <laughs> Uh, you said you're going to bring your A game, and by the energetic callback, I would say it is here. I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, six feet under, Fisher cast. All right, we're here. Let's do this. Uh, Darwin Awards. Um, <laughs> we, our, our story is titled uh, Priest Visits Boss. Um, it's from 2008. And the location is the Atlantic Ocean, according to this story. <laughs> you know, usually it's like a town. <laughs> this sounds like a Titanic reference or something. <laughs> anyway. Uh, a Catholic priest recently ascended to heaven on a helium host of party balloons. <laughs> this priest's audacious attempt to set a world record for clustered balloon flight was intended to publicize his plan to build spiritual rest stops for truckers. But as truckers know, sitting for 19 hours is not a trivial matter, even in the comfort of your own lawn chair. The priest did take numerous precautions, including wearing a survival suit, flying a buoyant chair, and packing a satellite phone and GPS. Uh, However, uh, he made a fatal mistake. He did not know how to use the GPS. Uh, (laughs) The winds changed, as winds do, and he was blown inexorably... That's a word. Toward um, open sea. Inexorably? Inexorably. Inexorably. Yeah. Yes. Look it up, kids. Uh, (laughs) He could have parachuted to safety while over land, but chose not to. When the Voyager was perilously lost at sea, he finally phoned for help, but rescuers were unable to determine his location since he could not use his GPS. He struggled (laughs) with the unit as the charge on his cell phone dwindled and died. Instead of GPS, the priest let God be his guide. Over the next few weeks, bits of balloons began appearing on mountains and beaches, indicating that God had guided him straight to heaven. Ultimately, the priest's body surfaced, confirming he had indeed paid a visit to his boss. The kicker? It's a double Darwin. Catholic priests take vows of celibacy. Since priests voluntarily remove themselves from the gene pool, the entire group earns a Mass Darwin Award. (laughs) <laughs> so uh this priest wins twice <laughs> uh okay so with that we'll take a break and listen to a word from our friends at potential cast Woo-hoo! who <laughs> in every generation there is a podcast where one alone has watched buffy the vampire slayer before The three others must stand against the spoilers, the synopses, and the forces of DVD commentary tracks. This is Potential Cast. This is Stephanie. This is Kim. I'm Gabby. I'm Illyrio. I see some of myself in Cordelia. I really like that light for some reason. (laughs) The show does that a lot, and I really like it. Explanation about Buffy's a Slayer. Don't tell anyone. That's all the information you need. We do have a lot of feedback. 
Whether you're brand new to Buffy or you're a seasoned rewatcher, come find us at potentialcast.com. And we're back. Potential cast, not as good as Redemption cast. I'll say it right here. <laughs> Honestly, the value is, is I, 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 you know, when you see somebody and you're like, you really let yourself go. I, that's basically what potential cast is. And, uh, <laughs> Redemption cast is this more younger, shapely sister. <laughs> Better curves. Yes. More admirers. Is that what you're saying, yeah, Robin? Yeah, I'm just saying. It's got a little extra something that makes it just right. I think that would be Wesley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wesley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so we're here in open casket viewing, and Moira, take it away. Season four, episode two In Case of Rapture. The Fishers and Arthur try to adjust to life with George. Nate struggles with keeping his personal grief from affecting his business dealings. Joe takes issue with Brenda's 12-step plan. (laughs) A free spirit named Edie helps remove Claire's artistic inhibitions. Keith applies for a lucrative job as a bodyguard for celebrities. And Rico has a hard time maintaining his double life. Written by Rick Cleveland and directed by Daniel Adius. Yes, so uh, we finally got our uh, our flash forward in time. It didn't quite happen yeah, with the finally. first episode. Yeah. So, are you guys okay with missing a little bit of time here? Oh yeah. Yeah, yep. I was perfectly okay with it, except for the fact that we're still whining about Lisa. Damn it! <laughs> Come on, we didn't go far enough into the future. Obviously. Yeah. Sorry. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to know what was going to happen those entire three long months. Was it three? Was it? I thought it was three months. Three months. Three months. Three months. Wrong. Sorry. Ruth announces that right at the beginning. Right, right. Yeah. What interesting facts did George have over those months? Oh gosh, <laughs> we missed all of that. What interesting made-up facts does George have? <laughs> all right, so the episode opens with a couple of dudes blowing up a truckload full of helium love dolls. Uh, after Born a everywhere. After a yeah. chipmunk off. Uh, what's that? So there was porn everywhere. Yes, it was awesome. Was. <laughs> but what is this place? It's like an open, it's like a car shop of porn. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, like a warehouse. <laughs> yeah. They're... They wholesale it. That's what <laughs> it must is. be. Must be porn or us, you know? The best places are the ones with the, the drive in <laughs> entrance. <laughs> when you order online, that's where you're ordering from. It must be. <laughs> So as they're uh, driving around, they almost hit a skateboarder, and uh, they set a few dolls loose. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, kindly old Dorothy Sheedy is uh, uh, driving along, and she sees these it, dolls from her car and thinks the that rapture is here. Yes. That actress, Beth, you know, the one. She always plays a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Beth Grant. She, yeah, I've seen her so much stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in Sparkle Motion? What? I don't think I don't think you believe in it. I'm getting that quote and completely what? wrong. She's in Donnie Darko. Believe in what? Are Is we believing Donnie Darko? Catch what oh. you're saying. She's been in so much stuff. I can't even think of all the stuff she's been in. But I didn't know her name to look her up, so I couldn't. I didn't want to look up on Fishercast. Thank you. Yeah, I don't do that. Although I did see someone else I recognized later, and I was like, okay, I know that person's name, so I was able to look her up. 
okay. without going to Fisher Cast. <laughs> um, so yeah, she thinks the rapture's here, runs into traffic. What a dum dum. <laughs> My note says <clears throat> Brad will love this. <laughs> this the Jesus is... are offing themselves. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> it's one of the many dangers of believing in things like the rapture. <laughs> 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 it was ridiculous they were obviously sex dolls they looked nothing like angels <laughs> not even remotely even allowing for her probable cataracts that might have distorted her vision <laughs> I mean at the same time people think they see UFOs and they see the moon so but you know I what know. I mm-hmm. well, what? a UFO I've seen a UFO but basically a UFO is unidentified flying object it doesn't mean it's an alien spaceship I saw something in the sky. It was probably some kind of like um, comet or you know Cupid. something like that. But I don't, I don't know what it is. So to me, it was a UFO. It's unidentified, and it was flying sure. through the sky. But there's a lot of people that think there's aliens coming, and then they see the moon and get freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> it's what happens yeah. when you believe in things without a reason? <laughs> yeah, I just don't get it. Gotta have faith, faith, faith. <laughs> you gotta have faith. <laughs> oh, God. I'm just going through Beth Grant's, uh, uh Oh, she shows up in X-Files. Yay. <laughs> Everybody does. X-Files or West Wing. She probably is a bitch. Yes, probably. <laughs> I'm looking around. Beth Grant, you said? Beth Grant. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is one actress that you won't be able to spoil yourself on whether or not she's going to be in Six Feet Under again. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, Nate. Oh. So she's been in so much stuff. Jericho. Okay. Jericho. There we go. She was she was in Jericho for several ep- nine episodes, and Spray Graydon was in Jericho. <gasps> Connection. That's where I knew Spray yeah, Graydon from. Yeah. I love her. Um, I do too. Want to hold hands? All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was that easy. Shit. <laughs> Brad, Brad, I think you and I should leave him alone. <laughs> it feels so awkward in this. Like you realize you both love her. Hey, let's go. Let's go off to the corner here and chat, shall we? You, you guys want to hold hands too? Apparently, all I had to do was ask. <laughs> we have a love-in. Anyway. Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> me, and Whatever Brad, happens. me and Des will occupy ourselves by sitting at George's great new Parisian table. Or what was it? His... The table Persian. Persian. Parisian. What is wrong with me tonight? Parisian would be Paris. This is that table so does not go yeah. with that kitchen. If it was Parisian, I'd say it's Eiffel. You <laughs> <laughs> would, wouldn't you? <laughs> and now half the listeners just shut off. <laughs> uh, uh, so George uh, gives a mini lecture on the horse, which is display rock found between the walls of a fault. Uh, Claire mocks interest in George's rocks. Uh, it's she hasn't been doing much art lately, and Arthur expresses his dislike of the table. I love that Arthur comes in and immediately apologizes. <laughs> I wish he did that every time he walked into right. a room. Just started off with, I'm sorry. 
Hello? Did I lose everybody? Hello? No, I'm still silence. here. I was expecting Brad to say something back. Oh, no, that's... I'm happy that he says I'm sorry. It's hilarious. <laughs> if every character just walked in the room and was like, ah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy his utter lack of social mm-hmm. graces. <laughs> it's a very lovely table, but really... What does he say? It doesn't quite, I don't know if yeah, it, it suits this room or something. It really oh, doesn't. God. Um, it's just like David in his chair, moving it into Keith's place, you know, trying to um, hold on to a little mm-hmm. bit of his past. Um, so we go to uh, the intake room and Nate and David are meeting with Thomas Sheedy and his son. Um, I think his name is Eric. Uh, Thomas is very accepting of his wife's death. Uh, Nate can't understand why he isn't more affected by it. And he gets uh, a little bit out of control and David sends him away. <laughs> yeah, Nate clearly has his own agenda. Nate's annoying again. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know, or, I had one episode. annoying still. Well... What was it you said last episode, Robin? Something about we have good Nate episodes and we have bad Nate episodes. We have good Nate episodes? Yes. <laughs> I enjoyed the last one, actually. Yes. But um, I think you were just trying to forewarn me, weren't you? That was all foreshadowing, no, no, wasn't it, Robin? No, because I didn't think this was totally bad. I think he gets a little out of hand, it's but not... uh, I, mm. I, I think he comes to a good decision. Not as bad as some. In this one. Um, so, uh, we see Arthur marking all of his food. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not surprised. (laughs) And, uh, Claire is in art class and she makes a new friend named Anita. And it seems that they... Spray Graydon. They, uh, bond over the size of Hulk's penis. Um, and, uh, (laughs) Anita invites her out to watch her friend Edie do a little spoken word. Isn't that mean that's a vibe? Yeah. I know, I know. I have all the actress name facts. <laughs> um, in the embalming room, Nate is still upset because Mr. Sheedy isn't grieving properly. Um, and, you know, if you don't grieve that the right way, you're not really honoring the one you lost. <sighs> Who is he to say? Wow. I hate also, people like that. Who's to assume that this guy even actually cares about his wife? <laughs> Exactly. Seriously. He doesn't have to. <laughs> I mean, nature didn't. Yeah, but, I mean. <laughs> well, I mean, just to, oh, bottom line, it's just all about Nate at this point, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, clearly, yeah. it's not really yeah. about the other man. He's got a business so... to run, damn it. <laughs> I think he wants to just find people to, you know, go through his grief with. And, that, and when he's faced with somebody who's not acting the right way, it just throws him completely off. Well, that's what the porch groups are for. Yeah, and it's sort of ironic because he's implying, you know, he needs to get through these stages. I've gotten through these stages. I thought, no, actually, Nate, you're still stuck in (laughs) anger, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) Don't think you quite got to acceptance. Uh, Where is anger on the list? I don't know anything about the grieving process. Neither do I. You're right. Here, you just talk amongst yourselves, and I'll look up Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and let right, you know. Make sure to search for process and not process. <laughs> yes. I'll get yes. on that. 
<laughs> we want the American list, not the fully <laughs> Canadian list. <laughs> yeah, because Canadians and Americans grieve so differently. <laughs> uh, step oi, four. Oi. Were you there when those towers <laughs> fell? <laughs> That's when I learned how to grieve. <laughs> Uh, Damn you for making me laugh at what is a totally inappropriate moment. <laughs> Step four, poutine. Oh, I have them. Step, here we go. Ready? Okay. Step one, denial. I feel fine. This can't be happening. Not to me. Step two, I'm anger. Step two is anger. Why me? It's not fair. How can this happen now? Why the fuck don't you grieve like me? Oh, sorry. I just ad-libbed mm-hmm. that part. Step three, bargaining. I do anything, you know, to have her back, to have more time to live, whatever, whatever. Mm. Step four is depression. You know, I can't handle this. I'm so sad. Why bother? And step five is acceptance. So Nate is stuck in step two. He went through it all and is back on two again. (laughs) Because that sounds a lot like. He's he's, he's like, uh, you know, just reliving it like Groundhog Day. (laughs) Worst Groundhog Day ever. Uh, at the Safeguard Protection Agency, uh, Keith is being interviewed by Dwayne and Mike. It turns out that this agency protects a lot of celebrity clients. And we learned that Mike is a complete dumbass and Dwayne is probably going to find a way to kill him in the line of duty eventually. That's what I have here in my notes. <laughs> it was really Pretty like he was making a deal with the devil. Why did he have him there? He was so stupid. <laughs> Well, maybe to show us a reason why they would want to hire Keith, because, you know, really, anything's better than that complete moron sitting beside him in the room. I shot somebody. But the other guy was so scary. (laughs) Yeah. Have you worked in this line of business before? I love how intense Dwayne is. It's great. And just completely, like, thrown off by Mike and just being, like, he just doesn't have his cool together, you know? He made me think of Broyles on uh, Fringe, the the intense guy. <laughs> it's like if Broyles and Carrot Top had to work together. <laughs> <laughs> what a film it would be. Uh, let's get writing on that. Okay. okay. Uh, all right. So uh, Rico is bringing the groceries home. Wait, no, not home. He's bringing them to Sophia's house and uh, his her daughter, Nicole. What the fuck? I'm totally lost, okay? I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Oh, never mind. She's obviously using him. (laughs) Clearly. I was like, I don't get it. Is he, like, having an affair with her? Doesn't look like it. It is now three months, ABJ, and he's still still here. He's really paying for that blowjob. That was, yeah, must have been a hell Mm. of a good one, because... It's worth a DVD and groceries and diapers. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Just pathetic. Yes, extremely. (laughs) I think even less of him now than I did before, because now not only is he a jerk, but he's a moron. But it's back to what I was saying last time about how really, truly naive he is about things, because he has no clue he's being completely Mm. used. Oh, Rico, Rico, Rico. You like how she completely like strips right within his view, you know, when he's trying to cut Mm -hmm. things off, you know. She's got to keep him interested. And and, uh, the best part is uh, 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 Rico getting into the whole, 
you know, I don't think you should work there. You know, maybe you should find a different job or something. Get out. Uh, you can. The next step will be he'll have her in some apartment that he pays for, and he's he's saving yeah. pennies for the kids' college yeah. fund. Oi. Dummy. Um. Brenda and Joe are at that uh, bamboo restaurant we saw them at before. I guess it's their, their place mm-hmm. now. Um, Brenda has decided to become a therapist. She can't wait to tell her mother. Um, and it, we <laughs> find out that they have a deal that they can't have sex until they've been together for 90 days. That's not so long. <laughs> How long have they been together? It's been three months. Isn't that approximately 90 78 days? 78 days. Yeah, there was just two weeks <laughs> oh, that they was it? gone. <laughs> in which okay. case it would be 67 days I didn't catch the count I heard I'm doing it but no 78 days truly that's what they said <clears throat> is this fair disagreement <laughs> mm, fair to <laughs> well if it's sure it's fair if it's sure. all up front she's like this is the deal this is how it's gonna be you know, I'm pretty sure she went, you know, they went into this relationship with her telling him right away because that's the Brenda kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if she sprung it on him like, you know, 35 <laughs> days into the relationship, not as fair. My impression is it is as hard on her as it no is on intended. him. Yes. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> <Or> was it? Ha <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know. <sighs> so, uh,. <laughs> Sigh. Happy sigh. We're not going to get a good sex scene out of Brenda and Joe yet, so Dorothy Sheedy uh, decides that uh, she's going to give us a little something. What? <laughs> what was that? I don't get it. That I one I didn't get. I don't get it. Usually, I understand the ghosties with the mosties, but I this time, Nate, what are you thinking? Yeah, I don't get it either. It was weird and made it's no sense. Just- Nate is awful. He's awful. He's just awful. I, I don't know. I think that might have been more of the writers being, you know, I mean, I don't get it. I, I don't even know if I can explain it. I don't even know if I can find it. Like a, a, a... I was wondering if maybe with your insight, you might eliminate well, okay. it so, for us. So he's all into his own grief and he feels that the husband isn't totally appreciative of... Um, his wife dying so he feels he he has a so the wife would want to come and have sex with you huh well at least nate appreciates her and (laughs) yeah but does he have to appreciate her sexually well that's what it's all about is there any is there any other way that nate appreciates women (laughs) no (laughs) have you been watching no (laughs) exactly it was a bit of a rhetorical question (laughs) Uh, well, nice. maybe that's as good a theory as any, Robin, because I, I don't have a better one. <laughs> so, sure. Uh, Keith is getting ready for his first day as security specialist, and David is very turned on, uh, not only by who he might be protecting, but also the money he'll be making and the house he's thinking of buying. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Keith shows up at the mall and meets Derek and Jeffrey. Dwayne is impressed that Keith didn't look at CD's bling, uh, but uh, he shows his professional side by how professional he is by the fact that he forgot his sunglasses. You need your sunglasses. 
that was funny. He was like the new kid in the playground that doesn't fit in yet. <laughs> Is, was he really impressed that he didn't open the case? Because he seemed to me more yeah. like, like, what, you didn't even open it? What's wrong with you? We all uh, open yeah. the cases. That's what I got, too. Uh, you're probably right. <laughs> like, he didn't believe yeah. him, maybe. He was just saying the right thing. Right. Like what? You're better than all of us? <laughs> yes, exactly. You're better than all of us shitty rent-a-cop <laughs> security loot guard losers? <laughs> could that be? Um, so Arthur is annoyed that George is eating his yogurt. They... I would be too. His name's right on it. That's just so considerate. Yeah. Okay, back to my theory of George's truly being evil. Um, you couldn't have missed the Arthur. The Arthurs are labeled very clearly. They're all pointing out in the mm-hmm. refrigerator so that when you open the fridge, it's all you see. And George has to be doing this willfully. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can't keep that oblivious. Unless he just, I mean, well, he could be, but to me, no, I, would, see, I wouldn't say that. We see their all. friction later, so I think it's totally on purpose. George yeah. is going to kill Arthur. Okay. <laughs> George will kill. I demand it. <laughs> I think George is capable of it. <laughs> Watch out, Arthur. Um, we have the great Formica debate here. Uh, and, uh, yeah. For the record, I oh, looked it up because I'm that um, much of a nerd. And who and was Arthur, right? Arthur was right. Well, Arthur looked it up too and saw he was right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but, but you know, I, I know. Yeah. But I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just saying. But I think that George was well, well, well aware that Arthur mm. was right, and he's that much of a petty twit <laughs> that he wanted to show him up and embarrass him. Yeah, there's definitely a little bit of tension between the two. I don't know if he totally intended to eat his yogurt, though, because of the whole reaction he has at the end where he just, like, throws a spoon into the empty... Uh... I, I don't know either, but I think, okay, he's supposed to be a grown yeah. man who's been through six wives, now number seven. You know, you think he'd have picked up a few things in life and he could be a little more tolerant of um, Arthur's idiosyncratic mm-hmm. nature. He seems to me just like this... Um. Oh God! What What do I say? Like he just he just comes in and makes himself at home and just disrupts everything. You know what I mean? That he's not accommodating to their flow of things. He wants them to accommodate to him. Mm, well, I mean, maybe a little bit, but more like he's just like this. Like you know, somebody comes in and just like kind of not really takes over, but they're just there and it's just kind of an inconvenience for everyone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how I'm trying to explain, but <clears throat> not very well. Um, in the next scene, we have Derek and Jeffrey lady watching and Keith awkwardly joining in. <laughs> there were a few scenes that made me laugh this episode. That was one of them. <laughs> um, those guys were too creepy. <laughs> they were so hey, dumb. Hey, check her out. Hey, look at it. I'm gonna uh, that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't find it terribly at six eight. <laughs> it was just kind of funny. Very dweeby because very. you know you don't believe they're gonna get any of it. But <laughs> losers. 
Well, you know, one of them was like, oh, I've had something like that before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, Joe and Brenda are making out. Lots of kissy-kissy noises. Um, but Brenda says uh, he has to leave so she could have some alone time. Joe tries his best to get her to change her mind, but then goes back to his place to masturbate. <laughs> well, you know, which is what any good red-blooded American boy should do in that situation. Yeah, well, I was thinking that's probably what Brenda's going to do, too. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, we're at Shaky's Pizza Night with uh, Rico and family. <laughs> um, Vanessa says he's being a bit too quiet, and he says that she's been putting him through hell uh, when she was depressed and was really quiet, so she should shut her big fat mouth, or something like that. <laughs> and I see you. Her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> it's really the perfect family. <laughs> it's what everyone dreams of. It's, it's what I aspire to. I, I need to swear more at my husband, and you know, cause more dissension. <laughs> So, um, let's tread delicately here, uh, about this nerdy dude, but there's a nerdy dude that's, uh, gets heckled, uh, at open mic night. (laughs) Oh, you don't want to say who he is. Hmm. No, he can't. (laughs) Yeah, he can. Nobody knows who he is. He can say who, who, who plays him. But... Well, I wasn't going to say where he's from oh, okay. or anything. I was just going to say, oh, it's Andrew. That's all I was going to say. And if you know who that is, then there you go. <laughs> and if you don't, you don't. Uh, and you know nothing by knowing that. Great. So why I does guess. it matter? <laughs> I guess. Yes. Nothing. <gasps> Andrew. Oh, my God. I'll be entirely over. Uh, Brad, Brad, did you hear? It's Andrew. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> they don't know, Robin, uh, huh? They that's don't. That's true. Oh, wow. Andrew yeah. and his clitoris <laughs> talk. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, did anybody, uh, was did more anybody uh, 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 like him more than what Edie does next? <laughs> Because I kind of wanted to hear more from him. Uh, they were both <laughs> lame. Oh. They were both lame. She was <laughs> awesome. What'd you say? She was awesome? Yeah. You was actually really she young. was fun to listen to. He oh, was I thought that was ridiculous. It was so ridiculous. These artsy people, I don't get it. I just don't was... understand. I mean, it was... I don't get it. It, it was, was nonsense. Good. It was nonsense. It's not. She did a whole yes. thing about messing with your interpretation about her mother, so you feel sorry for her, and then you realize she's a huge bitch, and you feel you hate her I, even more. I didn't care one way or the other. It was just all so melodramatic and just ridiculous, and oh, I can't stand art, people. It Arts worked. People. It was effective. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're well, here to defend it. It didn't work God, for me. Because I felt like it's just, it's such an outdated thing, this whole spoken word thing. It's, no, it's, no, can't, no. I was surprised it, it at how good it was. Uh, it was terrible. <laughs> it was not terrible. You were so wrong. You tell somebody that somebody has cancer, so they feel, so you feel sorry for them. And then you um, play how pathetic they are. Then you're like, oh, by the way, no cancer. She's just a bitch. You hate her even more. I don't care one way or the other about her. Nothing. Nothing. But if you were going to see the performance, 
well, if you're going to see a performance, then you I would never. To... Well, then you're not the audience, <laughs> obviously. No, exactly. I, you're not there. never go to such an event. Fully not you know, the I audience. Was of, I was reminded of Ross on Friends when he does his little keyboard act. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know what I'm talking that's about. Terrible. This was not terrible. This this had a spark of talent to it. It was intelligent. And it was what I don't it got you it got me listening and wanting to know where the piece was going, so Not me. So. I just wanted her to shut up. Oh not at all. I thought she was ready for Mike Myers to come out there. I was just, Harriet I was hot, 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 I was waiting for okay. The Harbinger what, of Haggis. What, what's the girl's What's the girl's name? Spray Graydon with her Anita. character's name? Anita. I was waiting for Claire and Anita to make out because that's totally going to be Claire's experimental lesbian girlfriend. Definitely. I'm calling it now. But Claire is very intrigued at uh, Edie's performance. Um, oh, uh, she's so impressionable. No, she's just... <laughs> No, the performance was awful. No, Claire is awful. I can't do any work. I'm not inspired. <laughs> I'm just not going to take any pictures. Well, that was pretty whiny. I thought I thought Edie's job. advice to her was awesome when she said, yeah. "That's the time you should right. be working." Well, no I, I don't like that advice. Well, I just just listen, do your job. Exactly. It doesn't matter when. Well, that's what I mean. But but don't make an excuse. Don't say, you know, this isn't the right time. Well, she did seem like she was like telling people that a lot like she really wanted somebody to address it you know yeah like yeah. she was a cry for help like i'm not doing my work you know like she needed some advice or something uh at the uh sheety wake uh dorothy uh shows nate a little tongue uh <laughs> Uh, oh um, god thomas uh thanks the brothers he says he's not angry at all nate tells him he should own it so he can get through his pain thomas thinks it was all god's uh, plan and nate asks well what if there was is no god that's david grabs him pulls him to the slumber room and tells him this is not all about you nate has i mean really there's no right to tell people what they should or shouldn't believe right you know, it does feel like D- David's holding down the fort there. <laughs> yes, he's the only one. <laughs> yeah, it's a business. Like I don't understand why, why Nate is so crazy. Does he not know that he's in a business? <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah, yeah. He's in. A, he's in a drama starring himself. Apparently, Actually, he is. That's what he's in. <laughs> <laughs> in his head, in a soap opera. Um, we have a quick flash to Arthur realizing that he was right. <laughs> and uh, we get to the next scene where Claire and Anita are drooling all over Edie, who is too cool to keep her eye on the, on her credits, um, for college credits. Uh, Claire confesses she hasn't done any art, and Edie says, you know, we, we already did this. Um, Nate admits to David that every intake they deal with is like Lisa dying all over again and Des groans. Uh, yeah. All the intakes are not that great. <laughs> Calm it down. It was fun, but not that fun. 
<laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, he says he can't get out of his head for five minutes. He doesn't believe that he's helping anybody in this business. We all agree. Uh, and uh, he, he quits. Yay. Probably, probably oh. best. Mm, I don't think so he's he... really going to be quit. Well, no. I mean, just until he gets his head straight. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's, he's not... actually really good at it when he... You know, when he's um, not stuck in stage two of the grieving process. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he needs a little time off, perhaps. Yes. Um, Brenda hears some moaning. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh my God. If that was um, Joe, that's yeah. the name, right, Joe? Yeah. If that was Joe, then whoa, that was loud because she's across <laughs> the courtyard from him. That is, that's quite he did a sound, He did sound like a running moose. <laughs> it was, and wasn't just, there like a bell ringing at some point with one of those moans? <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> I hate to think what he's tied on to his manhood. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, she she calls Joe and tells him to come over and do it bare naked, which he does. And, yes, that yes. is just the that, best scene. That was my so favorite fun. Scene. It's so cute the way he's trotting across that courtyard. He's like practically oh. skipping, penis flying everywhere. Know, it was at great. this point, my wife is like, "Oh my god, it's like flopping everywhere." <laughs> it's, it's good uh, stuff. Awesome. Yes. You know what's not cute? The cat feces, rocks, and things he's stepping on along the way. <laughs> no, cannot do it. No, he knows where to pick his path. Don't worry, Brad. Nope. He's got it all scoped out. Nope, 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 nope. He doesn't he's care. He's, no, he's been planning he's this assault laid. for weeks. He knows exactly where he's yeah. going. <laughs> he's getting laid. That's all that matters tonight. Um, so uh, the next day, uh, David tells Ruth that Nate quit. George says that people change their careers seven times in a lifetime. David asks... Oh, shut up. Is, David is very annoyed. <laughs> George is one of those nerdy, fact-sputtering, spewing people who's such a know-it-all. He just wants to know everything about everything. Uh, it's really annoying. Irritating. Yeah. Yep. Poor George. Uh... George George has not been... He, I've told you guys, he's not endeared himself to me at all. No. <sighs> um, David is handing out cards for the Sheedy Wake. Um, while Nate and Maya go off on a walk. Wait a second, this is not the Sheedy Wake, because this is the next day. What? Uh, it's still the Sheedy so Wake, two though, days? apparently. Mm-hmm. I, I guess. guess. So. Well, yeah, two days of visitation, do, maybe? One, yeah, one day was like the the viewing. I don't know. They do two days sometimes. Yeah, okay. Um, so Nate and Maya go off on a walk right past crying young Eric Sheedy. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, I'm so glad he kept walking and he didn't screw up that poor kid. Let's talk about that poor kid for a second. <laughs> because this, this herein is the thing. So we've got this father that's denying everything. Oh, it's God's plan. It's all, it's, it's, it's fine that it happened. And we have a son that is clearly grieving. He noticed he's not in with the funeral. Mm-hmm. most likely because he feels ashamed to feel his feelings because he's been told and taught that he's not supposed to feel his feelings. He shouldn't feel bad for her. He should feel happy for her mother, his mother because she's in heaven now. But instead, he's got this crazy guilt put on him. 
and he doesn't feel comfortable being at his own mother's funeral. Well, or maybe he just wants to be alone. He could be, but still. I've known a lot of people that have been involved that have like grew up religious and had so much guilt and this was this was part of it. Like they felt bad that they felt bad. He doesn't feel comfortable with those emotions. That is Listen, very likely. When uh, my kids went to my mother's funeral, I knew where my children were every second. So for him to even be out there on his own, his father nowhere around is terrible to me. Yes, but the kids already screwed up. I'm just glad they didn't make it worse. Agreed. So you, know you guys what I mean? agreed on, on Nate walking by was a good thing? <laughs> yes. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, if it was the old Nate not stuck <laughs> in stage two, greet, greet. But, you know, I mean, then that's one thing. But, you know, the Nate that's on the show right now is definitely should just keep <laughs> we'll call him. We'll up. call him stage two Nate. <laughs> yeah. It's like he's got an STD <laughs> of some sort. S two N S two N I mean S two N. Not S two name was Lisa. <laughs> um, meanwhile, inside Rico is getting a call from Sophia. She asks him if she can, he can come over later and bring some pizza and hang out and watch TV with her and her she and her daughter. And uh, Rico bails on David, saying Augusto has an ear infection. He must be so dumb. How does he not see that? I'm, I'm he's, sorry. He's people just so taken. He's people who infatuated. get taken advantage of just I don't get it. Yeah. His family's so awful, though. I mean, he's just desperate, desperate to get out of there. Yeah, but clearly being used. Maybe he likes being used. What about I don't the know. children, Brad? <laughs> Those children. It's it's too They're late. Stupid too. It's, too late. Goodbye. <laughs> um, Claire brings her dish to the sink and it starts shooting blood at her. <laughs> Go down to, awesome. to the basement where David's freaking out as the drain is overflowing with blood. They uh, just spent $38,000 for a new system, remember? <laughs> Which is what yes. you told us that that would be called back I to was very hap- in I was season very happy. four. Did yeah. you? I, yes, he I did. I was listening to a commentary, uh, and it was all about them getting the money for the new system. Not the commentary, but, you know, it was that episode. And uh, he's like, mm-hmm. oh, I forgot that, that it was that much money. I'm going to use that in the, this latest episode. And it actually did mm-hmm. come back. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so Claire is totally inspired and starts snapping photos uh, for insurance purposes, of course. <laughs> At least she's inspired. Good. Thank God. Get out of your rut. Uh, Nate slides uh, with Maya, which I got to say, I've done that. that, Those little curvy things. I smashed my head Mm -hmm. off one of those one time with with my daughter number one. Oh, my God. It hurts. See, I'm short enough because I'm only 5'5". It was never a problem for me. I could easily do the curvy kid slide. Um, so, uh, yeah, Nate spots, uh, Nathaniel sitting on a bench with a hot mommy pointing her out <laughs> and he has a laugh. Um, so the plumber saves the day and he's a bit flirty with David and, uh, we see in the <laughs> next scene that, uh, he's, uh, he gives Nate a little, little mouth fun time. 
Yeah. <laughs> this turning out to be a good episode. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. We have to stop for mouth mouth fun time. I really can't say blowjob. <laughs> good day, sir. I'm here to have some mouth fun time. <laughs> <laughs> Who would say no to an offer when it's said that way? No one. One day I'm here to repair your plumbing and possibly some mouth sometime. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, uh, well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Joe and Brenda, in the meantime, are getting used to all the, the weirdness of uh, sleeping together or <laughs> having <laughs> Betty fun time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can we just stop for a second? I'm confused. In this scene, it's like daylight. I'm thinking it's the next day. I thought you guys are still figuring out how it works and it's been all night long. What What the hell have you been doing? I didn't I even know you've just been having sex all night and passing out and then having more sex. They, they, they still seem to be time. they still seem to be awfully awkward for people that have been well, the, the at it are on for now. a while. Hmm. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Joe's talk- Joe talks too much, but he's cute. And gosh, we're just we'll have to keep him. Um, Ruth clips hair out of George's ears. Oh, uh, he says he's finding her kids hard to connect with. Wait, I want to know how Brad felt about that scene. <laughs> I, uh, I was well. I was mainly just thrown by the fact that George is like, I don't know. I never understand why we, um, why humans evolved to grow with more hair when they're older. That's what threw me more than anything, because George doesn't understand how evolution works at all. Uh, <laughs> well, he is not a, um, rocks. uh, an, yeah, he's a geologist, not an anthropologist. So. Yeah, but still, a man of science. <laughs> well, he does have the right to be igneous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, uh, Ruth says everyone will love him soon, and she says that to me as well. Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, so Nathaniel's walking back with Nate, and he says that his favorite moments in life were getting married, having kids, and getting creamed by that bus. And uh, he thinks Nate's better off not working at the funeral home. Um, Nate says that he wishes Lisa hadn't died, but admits he always wanted to be free. <laughs> uh, he invites Nathaniel in, but not today. And Nathaniel says, don't mess things up with Maya. She's a keeper, Des. And, uh, yeah, Nate. She's so not. <laughs> Such an unattractive <gasps> child. She's so She's cute. Her little smile after sliding is adorable. I love, I love She's she's a little older now, and she's still adorable, and they still have the same little actress. Such I like when she walks in the door. So cute. <laughs> she needs a um. They need a cuter baby actress. I did have yeah. to say, uh, Nate's probably got some great upper body strength because I don't think I could haul my baby down the block. I mean, he, how far away was that playground? <laughs> You're a sissy, a sissy then, Robin, because I could carry my kids yeah. for years. Oh, girly, mon. Work on my pecs or something. Well, I think women do have um, more upper body, upper body, upper body <laughs> strength, like than men, because they're used to carrying around 
children and groceries and all that other stuff. Um, so yeah, Nate finds a package at the door. We cut away to uh, David and Keith, and they're each talking about their respective days. And uh, <laughs> David says he had happy, happy mouth time today. Uh, <laughs> and uh, George, uh, George, whoa, George, <laughs> George says you're not getting out of hell. What? <laughs> Worse. Worst slash pick ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Keith Keith is, uh, I guess, not bothered as much by this. Uh, yeah, they, they... Anybody surprised by that or just me? I'm the only one that surprised Keith wasn't no, bothered at all. I was surprised and I was actually delighted because it seems like they're finally going to let them just be okay and not fight maybe. all the time for a little yeah, bit. Because maybe. that would be really nice. <laughs> Yeah, the not fighting would be very nice. Yeah. But that's kind of what they're doing now. Like, they're just... Anything happens that they could fight about, they're like, oh, okay. I don't know. It seemed like at first Keith looked a little, like, you know, shocked and kind of maybe like he was going to get upset. But then he didn't. And that's why I was surprised. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I'm just saying whenever they do eventually have a fight... It's going to come out of nowhere. It's going to be the mother of all fights. <laughs> because it's going to be because it's going to be they've you know everything they could have argued about they haven't. So when they do <laughs> argue about something, it's going to be random. It's going to be the bash of uh, the fight. What do you mean you got pepperoni? I can't believe you got a blowjob from that guy. <laughs> it's over. It's over. <laughs> over pizza? Oh, I hope not. Definitely. Oh wait, wait, wait. Sorry, just to go back for a second. Um. When uh, Rico's lady calls him about the pizza, the way she says pepperoni, it's like it was a new invention or something. She's like, oh, could you get some of that pizza? Pepperoni. I think that's what my daughter likes. <laughs> like it's brand new. Um, so uh, our, in our final scene, we have George opening up the box and finding a container of poop. <laughs> yeah, that was great stuff. I know exactly who sent that. Claim oh, runs yeah. for our camera. Although it could have been, could have been several people. <laughs> but he is full of shit. <laughs> is that what it, what whoever hmm. that was was just trying to convey? Yeah, I think it came from you Arthur. Came from Arthur. Yes, definitely. Yes. Oh yes, Arthur's. Yes. yes, he's getting his revenge for oh, the yes. for Amica. That is not what I oh. thought. What did really? you think? What did you think? I thought it was be his kids. Oh, hmm. I, I definitely thought Arthur. That makes sense because he's not one to be very confrontational, and so sending in the mail like that. Just Plus, it's so me. meticulously done. The feces yes. is perfectly really? centered in the yeah. middle of the circular yes. container of Tupperware. I mean, this is how Arthur would send poo. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Though I wish yes. he'd send a card with that. <laughs> that would be the best. Speaking of you. <laughs> For Micah. And just insert the, like, yeah. the dictionary page. Oh, but then he would know who sent it. Yeah, mm. but I think that's when Arthur quits. How long can he, can he stay on the show anyway, really? Well, he's got to yeah. get Ruth back. Yeah. Oh. No, it doesn't. Threesome. Oh, yeah. Ew. Ew. Now I'm going to throw up. Okay. You guys are probably quit the podcast. 
Oh, you stepped on. Don't say that. <laughs> that is too much gross. Ew. All at once. Ew. I love it. That's what it's <laughs> so cool. Claire's going to take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Nate would tell them all experiencing it properly. <laughs> Will you please experience the poop? <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh, speaking of Claire, uh, let's uh, take a quick break and hear from our friends at CarniCast. Calling all carnies, freaks, and roustabouts. Roll up, roll up, and come and check out CarniCast. I'm Claire, and I'm a huge fan of the critically acclaimed HBO show Carnival. Not seen it? Well, until recently, neither had these guys. I'm Matt. I'm Melanie. And I'm Tammy. Together, inspired by other intro casts, we are watching the show and reviewing it episode by episode. Whether you're already a fan of the show, or, like Matt, Mel and Tammy, just watching it for the first time, CarniCast is perfect for you. And if you're watching it for the first time, don't worry, there are no spoilers here. You can visit us at carnicast.blogspot.com or find us on iTunes and Facebook by searching for Carnicast. Let's shake some dust, children! <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. And uh, yes, it, it, sure it's over, but you know what? It, it's time to go back and listen to it. You need to re-listen to Carnicast if you haven't already heard it. Check it out. It's a great show. Carnival is a great show. And um, uh, Claire, Tammy, uh, Matt, and uh, Mel are good peeps. So check it out. I just listened to the uh, the, the retrospective at the end of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, which I had not listened to. It was sitting on my uh, iPod for two <laughs> months. <laughs> but I finally listened to it, and I was like, oh, man, I miss this show so much. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I was seeing her the other day. I was like, "So you just did that interview with Daniel Knopf, and that's it? You didn't even did you hardly even said goodbye?" <laughs> she said some like thanks and goodbyes at the end of the previous episode, but I don't know. Yeah, I haven't listened like, to we, that one when yet. When we say so goodbye, man, it's listen. gonna be great. We're gonna say goodbye a lot. Oh. We're gonna spend the entire episode being oh, like, okay. "Let's go down the <laughs> list of." We have. No, no, Robin, we're going to have to go through our five stages of <laughs> I'm really pissed this podcast we'll is over. A whole episode just for our oh, grieving no, process. I don't think that you're would be... really going to be grieving as much as you should. <laughs> I I probably will not, but don't you tell hey, me how I can grieve. to honor our podcast correctly, <laughs> you need to get angry about it. I'm going to get angry about you. Why? Why does our show have to end? Why? It's not ending. It's not ending. HBO said six seasons coming soon. What's happening? So, uh, uh, our next segment uh, is uh, Fisher of the Week. After uh, wacky improv time, uh, Fisher of the Week. and scenes, in which we award the Fisher family member who is our favorite this week, and we say why. So, Brad, who and why? Oh no. <sighs> okay. 
It's not the baby, because the baby is a baby. <laughs> um, but isn't she cute? <laughs> no, she's a baby. <laughs> she's baby proportions. Do? That's not what humans look like. <laughs> Can't be Ruth, because Ruth didn't do anything. it is. Ruth could cut On a moving target, too. Woohoo. And she tried to, like, referee between Arthur and George a little bit. Like, oh, I really liked both your points of views. So rude. (laughs) The peacemaker. Yeah. She's angling for that threesome. (laughs) (laughs) So gonna happen. Mark my words. Ew. Um, Yeah, she policed the the ear hair. I'll give her that. Um, Ew. What it, Claire was mopey and then got inspired somehow. So that's lame. Um, <laughs> Nate is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and that leaves David, who who had a, what, a super happy mouth fun. Sure. <laughs> so <laughs> so Jolly Day time. goes goes to Ray. David. Uh, Des? Oh, Mara? I'll go. <laughs> no, I want to go. Because let's just ditto everything Brad said. <laughs> and get to the same conclusions. David, not just because of his super fun happy mouth time, but because he was the only one doing his job and holding down the fort and, um, and calling Nate on his crap. Which was good. So, Dave... Okay, yeah. my turn. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna go with ditto everything that Brad said and ditto everything that Moira said, and <laughs> I'm picking David because not only was he the only not annoying character, but he had um, what was it? Happy <laughs> mouth time. Happy mouth time. <laughs> happy mouth time, and it, happy mouth time in my book is a good right. thing, though. So. Um. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess you could be like, yeah, awesome. He got a blowjob. And, Hell yeah. Uh, you know, well, good for him. But I, I don't know. I'm going to give it to Nate because he, because what? he, no. Senior? <laughs> I was, you know, okay, what? hang on, Robin. I was all poised to go, you know, plunk uh-huh. my glass for doing shots and you. Totally. I I feel pressured to pick David, but I had Nate written down here, so I'm going to try to defend it. So, Nate, uh, (laughs) he's a a bit obnoxious uh, uh, through most of this episode, but I I like the fact that he decided to uh, remove himself from the situation instead of continuing to just, like, ruin everybody's life. So, uh, he, uh, you know, he went to the playground, he's being a good dad, uh, had a chat with his awesome, his awesome dad, and, um, and, you know, he gave George his, his package. <laughs> so, I'm going Nate. Yeah. <laughs> You're wrong. Man. He was a total douchebag. he redeemed himself. <laughs> oh. No. No. No, he didn't. He didn't even apologize or anything. That's true. 
See, you know, but he owned it. He was just like, you know, I, I'm not good for this business. I'm, this is not what I want. I'm just making things up now. But I, I picked Nate. I'm going to stick with it. Because it's all about me. So just leave your brother in the lurch because you're too selfish to deal with anything but yourself. No problem. I get it. Not only that, like, where's he going to get money from? He's got a child to raise. Exactly. Maybe I'll go back and work for the organic yeah, food go. people. I'll go check out Hot Mamas in the park. There is a vocation. (laughs) What? If we can't give it up for for David getting a blowjob by a plumber, we can't can't give it up for Nate trying to tag a hot mommy? No? Somebody's dropped their mic. He's already up. No! No! Done. I'm chewing a lame raspberry. There. All right, so uh, with that, uh, let's get into listener eulogies. All right, good to hear from everybody. Thank you. So we'll get to uh, <laughs> last rites, which is our final thoughts on the episode and our ratings. So we'll go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think there's, a, I think there's one oh. coming in. I, I can okay. read it. I can read it. <laughs> I feel like we're watching the news. Dateline. <laughs> Hello, this is Vora Herzog. <laughs> My favorite. This episode is possibly the most interesting episode ever created for television. By humans for humans. You will notice in the scene where David gets what we like to call having mouth fun. <laughs> you will notice he's from a plumber. The plumber. The man that, that cleans the pipes, that corrects the pipes. Is now taking care of David's pipes with super happy mouth fun. This is an allusion to everything that is happening and will happen in the future. It is amazing. In the final scene, we see George receive a present of feces, a gift of shit, as it were. Like all gifts we receive, they are meaningless. We engaged against the existence of time. We are all meaningless. It means nothing at all such as our lives, as we desperately try to keep our plumbing in order for this short period of time we have on Earth until we die and are put in the ground. Six feet under, in case of rapture. <laughs> Thank you, Warner. <laughs> I love when famous people send in feedback. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> Alright, so uh, <laughs> I believe we heard um, Werner's last rites So uh, <laughs> let's yeah. go to Des for her ratings And final thoughts <laughs> Okay um, Okay, so this episode Got extra points For um, Floating sex dolls uh, Spray graden um naked joe running across the yard and um uh, the blowjob uh that david got so that was all good the rest of it was okay um i'm going to give it um i'm going to give it six out of ten tupperware full of shit (laughs) okay uh well I just thought the episode was okay. When we shifted ahead three months, I was sort of hoping that uh, that 
super grown-up Nate would have hung around for those three months. So yeah. watching him stuck in stage two didn't really, you know, throw me very much. I did like watching the Bra- the sorry, the Brenda and Joe stuff, the bro, the bro stuff. That was fun. Probably the most fun stuff in the episode. And it was fun watching Arthur give um, shit to George. <laughs> Way to go, Arthur. Um, but overall, it was just kind of a so-so episode for me. I could have taken it or left it, you know, blowjob or not. So I just gave it um, five out of ten naked skipping French horn players. <laughs> My favorite kind. Brad? <laughs> um, I, this episode was, was a fun, jaunty episode for the most part. Um, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed it definitely much more than the last three episodes of the last season, which... We're unspeakably terrible. Oh, we are. Um, we are. <laughs> so awful. Uh, you know, it's early in the season. They, they've got time to play with things and set things up. So, uh, I, you know, no complaints. Um, so I guess I would have to go six and a half uh, super happy mouth fun jamborees out of ten. <laughs> I'm just going to keep making it longer and longer. Uh. <laughs> Well, so no complaints. Is that a first? <laughs> well, I mean, there's complaints, but the complaints are Rico and Nate exist. Well, those are the <laughs> usual complaints. But, I have the same. Uh, Except for Nate. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is a pretty average episode of Six Feet Under, but it does uh, have a few moments in there that, uh, that you know, when you think it's Six Feet Under, uh, like this crazy moments definitely is the the rapture angels um the the blood exploding <laughs> in the embalming room and in the sink and of course the uh tupperware of duty um <laughs> so <laughs> um, so I, I don't know i i uh i i liked it uh i of course uh i i would probably given it a uh, six out of ten big steaming piles of dookie, uh, but it raises a point to seven for Nathaniel being in this episode. Just almost mm-hmm. for no apparent reason, except for hey, remember Nathaniel. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my rating: seven out of ten big steaming piles of dookie. All right, so uh, with that, uh, it's time to uh, get to the burial ceremony here. So let's bury this bucket of blood. And uh, that's a double B. <laughs> and uh, yeah, go to iTunes, please. Give us a review. Leave us a star rating. Don't hold what I say against the show. Just rate, really, just for everybody else. Um, just ignore anything I've said. Des, <laughs> give us give us fifty seven <laughs> stars out of five, please. We are that good. We have celebrity feedback, so you know we're good. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, you can uh, leave us a voicemail at one five four one two embalm. You can visit us at fishercast.blogspot.com, or you can uh, find us on Facebook. Yes. Or you can email us at fishercast1 at gmail.com. Um, and, uh, well, uh, thank you, uh, Brad, for coming by and dealing with my scatterbrainness and uh, strange uh, 
of Vermont colloquialisms. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why you're welcome. <laughs> uh, uh, where can we uh, find you on the web? You can find me on the Ramjack podcast, where we have fun and shenanigans and occasionally talk about Mr. Belvedere and Saved by the Bell, amongst a lot of other things, like animal facts. It really is good stuff. <laughs> I just started listening. I listened to the last episode yeah. and I uh, was seriously just laughing a lot. <laughs> I can't say hysterics because... I just can't wait for the next Cosmopolitan <laughs> quiz. Oh. oh, I know, right? It's one of my favorite podcasts, even though I'm two episodes behind. Yeah, and Skylar loves it. When I get in the car, I like to play podcasts, and so she'll be like, "Uh," and I say, "Which one do you want?" And I'll name off what I have. She says, "Ram Jack." <laughs> so I'll put that on, and she'll laugh. And then she's like, "Which one's Ram and which one's Jack again?" <laughs> Every time. <laughs> we don't want to get into that again. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> uh. Oh, also, if also if you're in and around Cincinnati. Um, end of May, early June, you should come see my new show, Third Quarter Moon, a complex derivative love story. Ooh. In the theaters. Cool. Uh, Diz? Yes. Moira? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you want to know what I Yes. Okay. Uh, you find me on What's All with Stefan Diz, where I talk uh, TV uh, with mostly weekly All right and you can find moira giving poor little eric shady a big hug and taking him to shaky's pizza and you can also find her on the twitter <laughs> at moira brown with an e at the end and you can find me on redemption cast which is an angel intro cast uh and also on the top bunk podcast a hopefully um louder podcast uh, in the future Hopefully. <laughs> um, that's it for FisherCast this week. Next week, your homework is Season 4, Episode 3, Parallel Play. We don't have any guests scheduled for that, so if you're interested in joining up, uh, give us a buzz. Um, F, as for In Case of Rapture, we therefore commit this episode to the ground. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. And dust to dust. Bye. 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 Farewell. <laughs> Farewell. <laughs> <laughs>
throbbing pull of hot man chicken and feel free to wiggle dunk this purple bulldog cheeks. <laughs>